My name is Ellie and welcome to my podcast in the highs and the lows. This podcast is a really cool opportunity for me to get to go on and talk with my friends about what God is doing in our lives because I truly believe that even though we are young, we have the impact to go and help as many people as we can and that's what I'm trying to do here. Uh, I'm so glad you're listening and I'm really excited for you to tune into this new episode. So go ahead and start listening right about now. Alrighty, welcome back to another episode. Today I have Allie. Hey, what's up you guys? Sorry if that was loud, I moved the microphone closer <laughs> to Allie. Um, Allie, tell us a fun fact. Oh, a fun fact about me? Yes, something interesting though. I feel like I'm not super interesting. Well, you um, kind of have to come up with something. I'm going to London in like two weeks. Oh yeah, that's going to be fun. Yeah. I've never been to London. Me I've never either. been this is my first time. outside of North America. I've only ever been to Mexico in the United States. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. Get a trip on the docket. Yeah. Um, I'm going to Sweden this summer, actually. And That's hopefully good. I'm going to France once I fill out my Yay! application. Yes, get on that. Our church is doing a mission trip to France. And I need to fill out the application, but still haven't because I'm a major procrastinator. Um, speaking of procrastinating, <laughs> I actually did the majority of our podcast prep by watching the Veggie Tales episode of Daniel. So if you didn't know, we're talking about Daniel's one and two today. So I watched the VeggieTale episode after telling my friends we were talking about Daniel. And one of them goes, what? What's, what's Daniel? And I was like, oh, it's about this dude who, like, believes in God so much that he has to get, like, almost killed by lions. And then he's like, what? So then I sent him the VeggieTales Spoiler episode. Spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> That's not even today's yeah, episode not, either. Not even talking about that. Um, but then I spoiled it we even more. Um, yeah, so I watched the VeggieTales episode. That's maybe okay. I'll, maybe I'll put the link in my bio on my Instagram to the oh Veggie Tales episode. Shout out to Veggie Tales. Literally, honestly. it's the Daniel is played by Larry the Cucumber too, which is just so iconic. And there's like yes. it's a musical. They do not sound good, but it's a musical. I don't know if I remember that episode. Yeah, I feel like I should. But the one I watched the most was like Esther and Ooh. David and Goliath, which are like two very classic Bible stories. Those are good. Yeah, like I like how in the David and Goliath one. All of the Philistines are like little peas, except for Goliath, who is a different vegetable. Okay, we're getting so off topic, but yeah. uh, the Wall of Jericho episode, where oh, they throw slushies at them. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> when they're like marching around the Wall of Jericho, they get slushies thrown at them. And oh my gosh. I, I don't know why that that's like sticking out in my mind right now, but I'm No, that's like, like intense. It's also not biblical. There is nowhere in the Bible that mentions slushies, so. Maybe they were just trying to not like show a ton of like violence. But they like weren't that violent. They kind of just walked around in circles and then it Watch fell. This is like a fever dream, and I'm like not even. I'm for sure googling it later. Thing. Yeah. I'll if it's it a too. if it's a real thing, it will be if posted. If it's not true, I'm so sorry. Please don't cancel me. It's okay. But this isn't the hugest podcast. Anyways, Ellie and I are both in shambles. Clearly. She did her studying via VeggieTales, <laughs> and I have been running around all day. We were supposed to record this, like, an hour Actually, two. Ago. Two hours ago. Two hours ago. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's 4.30. <laughs> also, the day before it's supposed to be posted. Anyways, yeah. so, Daniel. Yeah, share your thoughts with us. 
first of all, Bradley Burton said that I should start out <laughs> sharing this. I guess it was a vine back in the day. I don't know. Oh, the I Dang Daniel. Dang Daniel back at it again with the white vans, which yeah. Ellie is actually wearing white vans that you can see right now. There are white high top vans. That is fitting. Mm -hmm. I actually did not get the meme either because it's just barely out of my time. Yeah. Is it like an old vine? I think so. Okay, I'm I didn't have sure vine as a kid because I didn't get social media until I was like partway through high school. And Vine was like far dead by then because it was like 2020. Um, mm. Yeah, that's funny, I guess, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so. Daniel. Yes. Um, so, Daniel's a Jewish boy taken oh. into captivity by Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. Fun name. Um, yeah, we can just call him Nebi. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nebi for short. We're on that nickname basis. Yeah, um, I didn't know y'all were so close. Yeah, we're tight. Oh. Um, <laughs> generally speaking, uh, Daniel has like a fairly similar story to Joseph. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to spoil it that, yeah. but if you know Joseph's story, then you'll be able to draw the connection. If you don't know Joseph's story, maybe do some research afterwards and you'll kind of get to see. I actually have a podcast episode about that. It's the God is Sovereign episode, which I believe is the first one in the Advent series, where I I badly summarize the story of Joseph. I mean, there's always the Veggie Tale episode, so that's true. That's or you can read the Bible, hint hint. But yeah, we love reading the Bible. Yeah, but Veggie Tales helps because sometimes yeah. reading the Bible can be hard, and that's yeah. okay. Yeah, we're we're all here learning. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd say like the general overall theme. Uh, going into Daniel is that God rules over all. So um, I kind of broke up some chunks. I like to do some studying through um, Proverbs 31 Ministries. They have like really good studies for each book of the Bible. And so they kind of broke it down into chunks. And so that's kind of how I'm going to break it down. Um, so chapter one, verses one through seven, kind of the theme for this is just remembering who's in charge um, in verses, um, or yeah, in verse two, talks about like the Lord giving all these things. Um, da -da 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 -da. I have like two different um, versions that I'm going back and forth and that's probably. Mm -hmm. If you need an NLT, that's what I have right here. But I think that says NLT. Oh, and then I have ESV right here. Sheesh. Okay. Um, yeah. The Lord gave Jehoiakim. We Thanks. love names. Especially the King of names. Judah into his hand. Um, so just focusing on the words the Lord gave. So anything that we're about to read throughout Daniel, but also just throughout scripture. Um, keeping in the back of our mind that God is sovereign, like anything that we're about to hear about the life of Daniel is something that had to pass through God's sovereign hand before it happened. So I think a lot of times um, we see these things in the Bible that are like, oh man, that really stunk. Like, why did God let that happen? But none of these things that like look bad to us right now are things that like are a surprise to God. Like the Lord handed over certain things. The Lord let Daniel and his friends like 
feel encouraged for a while. Um, being in an intimidating place that wasn't their home, they felt alone, um, they were scared. Um, and so if that's you, like in this first chunk of scripture, like Daniel was taken into captivity by Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon and he's in like this unknown place and he's scared, but the Lord is still in charge and Daniel sees that and we can kind of learn more about that in these next few verses. Um, so if you've ever felt alone or unknown or frightened, remember the Lord's on his throne in your life as well. Nothing that you're going through now, nothing that Daniel went through then is anything that is surprising to the Lord. Um, so everything will work out for good, which I know is easy to say, hard to feel in the moment for sure. Um, so I'm very thankful for that, that God rules over all. Mm -hmm. um, like the next chunk, um, verses eight through 12, or no, 21. I'm not dyslexic, but that was a dyslexic move on my part, I guess. <laughs> Maybe I am today. Shout yeah. out to you if you have dyslexia. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're listening to a podcast and not reading a book. Sorry, that was me. <laughs> oh my gosh. We're I'm... here to serve all people. But, yes. Um, so this chunk, um, yeah, I guess just finding like how how we're gonna, I guess, respond um, or we're committing to God's ways is kind of uh, verses eight through 21, I would say is like the overall theme. Um, so we talked about Nebuchadnezzar, Nebi. Um, mm -hmm. He's like, hey, bring me all these guys. Like I'm trying to recruit these men to like work in my service, but I only want men who are handsome, who don't have defects, um, who learn quickly um, and are just like willing to basically do whatever he wants. Um, and he offered these people who he was going to train um, to work in his service. And he gave them like amounts of like food and wine from his table and they were just to work under him for like three years and then they'd be able to go into his service and so um focusing on like being offered food and wine from the king's table uh daniel and some of his friends were like we're actually not going to do that um, we're not going to eat his food. We're not going to drink his drinks um, because they want to worship God alone and resist temptation. And for them, that temptation, if you're like, why can't they just eat this food and this wine? Um, they're Jewish. And so the food that they eat um, has to be kosher. I'm assuming that that may have been part of why. I'm not exactly sure. Um, but kosher means like, it can't touch certain things. Like God gave them specific rules as to what they could eat. It had to be clean so it couldn't be cooked around other food. It couldn't touch other food. Um, some food couldn't be made with certain ingredients, all this stuff. And so they kept kosher. They kept um, this clean diet, if you will. Um, and so I'm assuming that's probably similar to like the wine. Um, the drinks may have been like offered up to like some false gods or something. Um, so reasonings behind that is probably why Daniel and his friends didn't want to partake in those things. Whereas like 
other people who maybe aren't staying true to following God are like, yeah, I'm gonna have this steak and a glass of wine. Um, so yeah, they were like, hey, we're not gonna do that. We're gonna stay true to God and what we believe that he has asked us to do. So that's another like reminder to us to like resist temptation when like a nice steak and a glass of wine is like dangling in front of us. It's like the Lord has asked us to not partake in that for whatever reason. Um, to stay true to that, even though it might be hard and tempting, um, but He'll give us the boldness and strength if we if we commit and ask Him for that. Um, do you have any comments on any of that so far, Ellie? Um, not going? yet. Just keep going. You're doing cool. great. <laughs> We're getting there. Um, so yeah, uh, let's move on to chapter two. I think. So this is all about. Nebuchadnezzar's dream, but um, we start out and Nebi has this dream and he doesn't know how to interpret it. And so there's all these like wise men around him um, who are coming in and like offering to interpret this dream for him. People try, people get frustrated and like nobody's able to do it. And so the king is like, I'm in a crisis. Here's all this stuff happening. Um, and then he, at one point, is like, okay, I want you to, like, kill all these wise men. And that included Daniel and his friends who were, like, training to be in his service. And then Daniel's like, wait, hold up. Please don't kill me. He's like, wait a hot uh, sec. <laughs> maybe I can try to interpret this dream. And um, Daniel had prayed to the Lord. And another thing about Daniel is like, while these other people were training up to be of like good service to the king um, in other ways and like learning the Babylonian language and literature, all these things, um, Daniel had been given a special ability to interpret dreams. And that was kind of like his gift. So knowing King Nebuchadnezzar had this dream he couldn't interpret, was like on the verge of killing Daniel. Um, and Daniel prays and God gives him the vision um, of what to tell King Nebuchadnezzar. And so what Daniel does is he asks like about the nature of the problem without like freaking out. So like he comes into the situation calmly, um, as we can see in verses 14 through 15 in chapter two. And then he invites his friends to join him in praying for mercy, uh, which is in verses 17 and 18. And then he blesses God for the gracious mercy he has been shown, which is in verses 19 through 23. And then he gives God all the credit for the dream and its interpretation, which is verses 27 and 28. Um, so yeah, God takes this prop or God, Daniel takes this problem to God and God solves it um, fairly quickly. But as we know in this day and age, um, that that's not always the case. And I'm sure in Daniel's time back then, like they had to wait things out as well. This certain situation just happened to be resolved quickly, um, which ended up saving Daniel's life. But yeah, Daniel went to the king and was like, hey, here's this dream that you had and here's what it means. And so King Nebuchadnezzar was like super impressed 
and he was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Like this has been driving me insane. And so um, Nebuchadnezzar spared Daniel and he actually placed him in a position of authority over the other wise men, which is really cool. Um, so that's, that's something special, I think. Um, and then moving forward into verses 31 through 45, um, just being reminded to rest in God's reign. Again, we like talked about his sovereignty earlier, but um, verse 44 says, In the days of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that shall never be destroyed, nor shall the kingdom be left to another people. It shall break in pieces all these kingdoms and bring them to an end, and it shall stand forever. So we know that the kingdom of the Lord stands forever. There are all these kings, um, all these people in leadership um, throughout history. We've had judges, kings, we have presidents now. We have all these leaders who are eventually going to die and like their leadership or whatever government they've set up is eventually gonna fade away. But God and his kingdom are something that lasts forever. And so that's something that we can rest in knowing that um, that's true. And at the end of this, like God's still going to be there and he's still going to be in control. Um, but resting in God's reign is, looks like knowing that God sets up kings to advance his kingdom purposes. Again, like nothing goes through his sovereign hand um, without him knowing. Um, the earthly kings will fade away. Only God's throne is one that's going to endure the test of time. Um, corruption from within leads to the downfall of like temporal kingdoms. Um, so if the leadership's bad, like that's gonna spill out um, into the rest of whoever is being led by that person. Um, so a divided kingdom cannot stand. And God's indestructible kingdom in Christ will eventually demolish all opposition. So again, at the end, we know God wins um, and his kingdom is the one that's gonna be standing at the end of all this. So that is very reassuring to me. Um, I'm sure to Daniel, anybody who's had to deal with like somebody over them in authority who maybe they aren't like super stoked about or who isn't making good choices or isn't following the Lord. Um, I know like people now, um, we have people in authority over us who we're still called to honor and respect obviously with the exception of if they're going against like what our God tells us to do, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And I think, so I titled this series, I am not afraid. Cause I thought it was a good, you know, connector through the book of Daniel. Cause mm-hmm. it's a lot of just like being proud and like standing strong in your faith. Um, and something you didn't mention, but I'm going to highlight is yeah. in chapter one, verse seven, uh, Nebuchadnezzar and his court renamed Daniel and his three friends. Like they get a new name and yet Daniel through having to go and learn the customs of another country, not having things to eat because he refuses to eat what's given to him. He also mm-hmm. like is given a new identity through his name. Mm-hmm. Like they're saying you're not no longer the God of Israel, but the follower of King Nebuchadnezzar. Um, and I think that's really interesting because like under that idea, like, do not like I'm not afraid. The fact that he's still standing with God when everything around him has changed, uh, has changed his situation to be facing someone else, and he still turns around and faces God. 
I think is something really, really impressive. Mm-hmm. And we That's see, cool. like, again, in chapter two, he goes, he goes and talks to the king, which it is mentioned in this book, but I know it mentions in Esther. Going and talking to a king in this time period is risky if mm-hmm. you are not summoned. And, like, the fact that he goes and he says, like, go get the king for me. I know how to interpret his dream is a very, very risky move on Daniel's part. But he stays strong in his faith. And he's, like, he might be afraid, but, like, he's not afraid, if you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, he's confident enough to go through with it. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Dang. Okay. Yeah. Drop those truth bombs. Thanks. Vegetales hook me up. No, that's good. <laughs> I love all that. Um, yeah. We can just close out this last section of Chapter 2 versus... Uh, 46 through 49. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just kind of like our response. What do we do with what we just read in Daniel? Um, so we know that Daniel interpreted this dream for the king, but by no means was this like an exciting interpretation for the king, I feel like, because it's basically like, hey, your kingdom's not going to last. Like Congrats. his response should have been like, don't you dare tell me that or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but that wasn't his response. We saw like the opposite. He like received it and put Daniel in a place of power. But I think that's because he knew that like that fact that he was able to interpret this dream was just an act of God. Like that was a supernatural thing that he did. And so he was like, okay, yeah, he's, or I guess in verse 47, Truly, your God is God of gods and Lord of kings and a revealer of mysteries, for you have been able to reveal this mystery. So, like, even King Nebuchadnezzar essentially, like, submitted to this, like, vision of what was going to come true. So, yeah, when when God's in it, like, it's going to happen. God's going to make a way. A stubborn king is going to, like, openly receive this interpretation. So, um... But that wouldn't have happened if Daniel wasn't bold in acting, like you said, like going to the king and actually interpreting that. So like Daniel had this vision, but what would have happened if he didn't go and interpret that for the king, if he wasn't obedient? So I think like if we receive, hold on, there's something in the Proverbs 31 study that I really liked. It was like a tagline that I was like, ooh, that's good. Where is it? Oh. Revelation requires responsibility. So if we receive a revelation from God, maybe we don't get like a vision, but as believers having the Holy Spirit, like we can know when like God's tugging on our heart to do something, or maybe we've been given an encouraging word to give to a friend. And if we know that and we don't do anything with it, like that's almost an act of disobedience, I feel like. And so Mm -hmm. we're responsible to carry out like God's, actions as his people here on earth like that's why we're here um so if we receive those revelations like take that responsibility seriously like walk in obedience with the lord and yeah walk confidently in whatever he's called you to whatever that may look like it's probably not going to be like interpreting a dream for someone Mm -hmm. um but we all have our own things that god has called us to so just a good reminder to be faithful in that yeah well okay that was really good thank you for coming on the podcast Allie thank you Long for awaited. having me um, I reached out to her in like November and <laughs> here we are February well, we also rescheduled we had an ice week here oh, too yeah. so that bumped some things back and then yeah. Allie just had a lot of meetings you know yeah. adult things I mean, I've also got a lot going on so 
Don't worry. Ellie's it's not all on you. I really am. What can I say? No. Um, okay. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Um, if you are still listening, we actually I actually have a, give, a giveaway going on my podcast uh, Instagram oh, right yes. now for a Hosanna Revival Bible, which are like really pretty Bibles, and one of the giant Stanley cups <gasps> that are super trendy right Stan now. Stan Stanley. I had to go to Dick's Sporting Goods and buy one of those. Ooh. Boy, was I embarrassed. I was like, I don't want to spend my money on this. What? Why are you embarrassed? Well, okay. Do you have you seen those things in person? They're huge. Yeah, I have one. <laughs> oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Allie. Um, no, I'm it's like basic. the size of my head. No, I use my Hydro Flask, my trusty little Hydro Flask. But I bought one, and it's like a pretty little pink color. Um, and if you go on my Instagram, you can go enter because it's getting given away. Oh, my gosh. Right now, it's living on the it. table in my room, but soon it won't be. Okay, well, thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.